0: Good morning. Good morning, Tallahassee. How are you? You're here. 94.1 Wave 94. You've arrived. Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And we want to let you know that there is coming a time in the future where you will not have to escape to heaven because heaven will actually be on earth. And I wanted to start with Isaiah the 59th chapter because I want to understand this myself, and I can only understand it by going to the Word of God. Amen. That's how we live. So, Isaiah 59th chapter, starting at the 13th verse, lets us have a feeling for where we are right now today. Uh, today, we, um, if you look at society, Justice is far from us. Righteousness uh, just don't seem to be around too much. Uh, we look for light, but there's darkness. We look for brightness, but we walk in blackness and grope around the society uh, like they're blind. <laughs> they stumble at, day, at the noon day, like as if it's midnight, like dead men in desolate places. And uh, we look for justice. And there is none. Salvation It seems to be very far away. Transgressions are multiplied before the Lord to the point that our sins are actually testifying against us. And when we transgress and lie against the Lord, verse number 13 says, Isaiah 59, that we are departing from our God, speaking oppression, revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of lies justice is turned back righteousness stand afar off truth is fallen equity cannot enter so truth fails and when the lord sees this it displeases de- displeases him okay and and he began to wonder god himself and this is in the bible in Isaiah 59 the lord saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for us. When he realized that no one could stand and talk in our defense, he allowed his own arm to stand in defense against his own creation and his own righteousness It sustained him. So, So God himself put on righteousness as a breastplate, helmet of salvation on his head, put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. So God knew that at some point, uh, according to the deeds of mankind, they would be repaid. So mankind shall fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun. And when when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against the enemy. And then the De- Redeemer, the Redeemer. And that's what this whole conversation is about. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression uh, back to the Lord. And so here's what the Lord said. Verse number 21, Isaiah 29, 59. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant. With them that turn back to the Lord, my spirit who is upon you and my words, which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, shall not depart from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants, descendants, says the Lord from this time and forevermore. So let's let's pause for a moment, understand that what that is saying. There was a point in time when God Himself evaluated and determined that mankind had no way to reconcile back to Him. So He sent Himself, okay? And then He made a covenant with us that those that turn away from wickedness, He would put His Spirit upon us, His words in us, and and that's like a, a blessing that we will experience from generation to generation to generation. Isaiah sixty one uh, gives us an understanding of what does that mean. What does it mean to have the Father Spirit upon you, in you, His words operating in your life? Isaiah sixty one says, "The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good tidings to the poor, to preach good tidings." He has sent me to heal the broken-hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that God Himself may be glorified, and that's you and I. That's that's what we're you know that's what uh, the Lord being inside of us it it it, uh, it transforms us into uh, ambassadors of God's goodness, and this is the manifestation that the Lord is operating in you. And uh, we shall rebuild the old ruins and raise up the former desolations and repair ruined cities. And strangers shall stand and feed our flocks. And, you know, we will be named the priests of the Lord and they shall call you the servants of our God. And you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles and in their glory you shall boast. So instead of your shame, you will have double honor instead of confusion, you know they will rejoice in your portion, everlasting joy. Shall be what people will experience when uh, they are exposed to you, when you come into the environment. You, meaning the believer, uh, the one that uh, is allowing yourself to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Escape to Heaven, and I'm bringing you a word today to say that uh, there is coming a time when heaven will be on earth. But until that moment, know who you are, know why you're here, and know what what purpose God has for you, which is what we're reading in Isaiah 51. And so the Lord lets us know that he loved justice and he will make um, with his, his uh, people. Uh, he will direct their work in truth, make with them an everlasting covenant. And uh, the descendants of those that turn to the Lord shall be known among the Gentiles and their offsprings, among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. So when we turn away from wickedness, God will cause righteousness and praise to spring before you, before all the nations. I have a son, a young guy, that is walking in this right now. Uh, we're, we're, we're from nowhere. And yet God has raised him up where right now today he's over in Denmark uh, giving a presentation about scientific development. And that is what I am trying to make us understand that God's word will never never return void. Amen? And so, if we go to Revelations, the 19th chapter, starting at verse 1, because why are you turning away from sin? Why are you um, doing like Romans 12th chapter says, you know, I almost want to run to it and read it where it says, brethren, I beseech you, you know, to, um, you know, hold on, let me read it for you. Romans, the 12th chapter, And here's what it says, okay? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? God wants us to exemplify him while we're living on earth. And just stay in the Romans, the 12th chapter, verse number 10. It says, be kindly affectionate, you know, brotherly love, giving preference to one another, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation, steadfast prayer, distributing to the needs of saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Are you living within the authority, power, and the design, purpose, and the will of God? Because that's why we're here. And we go to Revelations, the 19th chapter, where it's starting in verse number two, it says, For true and righteous are God's judgment, because he has judged the great harlot who corrupted the world with her fornication. And um, the 24 elders and four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice said, Praise our God, all you his servants, and those who fear him. So we have to fear God in order to be in communion with God, both smart, small, and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And so what is it going to be like when the Messiah reigns? Let us be glad and rejoice. Give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Who is the wife and who is the lamb? The lamb is Jesus, the Messiah. And who is the wife? It's you, the church. The church is not a building. The church is you, your body, your spirit, your soul, your emotions It's you living your time here on the earth, and only you can make yourself ready for this marriage. And to her was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean, bright, for the fine linen is the righteous. Listen to this. The righteous, not thoughts, the righteous acts of the saints. So it is the actions that we are doing on earth That is the clothing that we will wear that we must have in order to be married to the Lamb. Then he said, you know, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, the next thing in Revelation 19, verse number 11, is that there will be a war. So after the marriage, now you see the one who sits on a white horse and he's called faithful and true In righteousness he judges and make war. So who is that? His eyes are like flame of fire on his head were many crowns. Um, He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. So, I'm going to pause. Because if we go back to John, it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, saints of God, when we marry the Lamb, we're marrying Alpha and Omega. We're marrying the Word. And the purpose, there's purpose to everything. The purpose of the marriage is, verse 14, And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed the word of God on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings. That's a tattoo right there. And Lord of Lords. Wow. Amen. That's the, so when we get married, there's purpose to the wedding. There's purpose to the marriage. Not only do we become one with Jesus, but we become also immediately part of his royal armies. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against the word who sat on the horse and against his army. The beast was captured. The false prophet was captured. They were thrown alive. That means their beings seem like human beings or some kind of being, cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest of their armies were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of the word of God who sat on the horse. So that's the destiny that we're moving towards. And I know I mentioned that there is coming a season where we're not trying to escape to heaven because heaven is coming to earth. Uh, If we go to Revelations, the 20th chapter, verse number one, it says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain. He laid hold of the dragon. Oh, that's Seems like that's different than the beast <laughs> or the false prophet. They were just tools that the dragon used. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, set a cell on him so that he cannot deceive the nations no more until the thousand years are finished, but after these things, he will be released for a little while. And I saw thrones and those that sat on them and judgment was committed to them. So there's rulership in your future. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshiped the beast. So these are individuals that are coming out of that tribulation, great tribulation period or, or any, well, yeah, specifically. Because they're being beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God. They did not worship the beast, his image. They did not receive his mark on their foreheads or their hands. And look what happened to them. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So these martyrs, are reigning with Christ for one thousand years, the Messiah, the Redeemer. Wow, what a what a future we have. So blessed and holy is He who has part in that first resurrection. Okay, because the second death has no power because at that point you are now in the position of priests of God and Christ. And you will reign with the Messiah for a thousand years. Once those thousand years are done, Satan will be released from his prison. He'll go out and deceive again. And they'll, this time they'll, they'll cover the entire earth and they'll surround the camp of the saints and the beloved city, Jerusalem is what I would think. And guess what happens then? Fire comes down from God out of heaven and devour them. Now this time, after this uh, insertion, the devil who deceived them will be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophets are. And there will be no release from them. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. I want you to know your future as a believer Revelation 21 verses 1 if we look at that verse it says a new heaven and a new earth will come down because the first heaven and the first earth has passed away and then the holy city New Jerusalem will come down and I heard a loud voice saying the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them they shall be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. So this now is the final rulership and the final government that will rule forever, and that is the reigning of the Messiah. And that's even uh, discussed further in Psalms, the 72nd chapter, where it says, Um what he will do, the king's son, how he will judge people with righteousness, the poor with justice, the mountains will bring peace, not earthquakes, the hills, uh, righteousness, who will bring justice to the poor, save the children of the needing. And he'll come down like rain, uh, like showers that water the earth and righteous shall flourish, the abundance of peace. Uh, until the moon is no more he shall have dominion also from sea to sea and he will deliver you know uh, somewhere in the Bible I think right we were very close to it in Revelations where it lets us know there'll be no more tears and no more sorrow I think that might be Revelation 21 verse number 4 let me go back yeah and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes there should be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And and at this point, the Lord, the Word, He sat on the throne, Behold, I make all things new. And He said, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely, to him who thirsts, he who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Saints of God, what a wonderful, awesome destiny ahead of us! It, it, for this reason, I I beg of you, I implore you, to go through your trials and tribulations patiently, knowing that you have a hope that cannot be watered down because our God is faithful. He will never lie. I'm going to pray for us right now. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for giving us faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to get together, be together today, commune according to your word, Lord God. And we know that your Holy Spirit is upon your word. I ask you, Lord, to bless your word, anoint your word. Father, set us free from anything that we're in bondage of. Destroy idolatry from our hearts, Lord God, and let us worship you, live for you as long as we're here upon this earth. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. of God, I'm grateful that I was given an opportunity to speak with you this morning, and I'm going to say to you, I don't know if we need to escape all of the time, but there is coming a moment where escape will not be necessary because heaven will be here with us. God bless you. I cannot wait to see you next week. But the Lord loves you so much. There is no end to his love. Blessings. God bless. Bye-bye. Anybody want to see your loved ones? Mm, yeah.